the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yes, indeedy, it's hump day. Do you guys know what that means? Hour two here, by the way, of tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're actually two days, not just two days away from the weekend, but guess what else is happening Friday night, Skins? A little pop quiz for you, a little trivia game there. Any idea what's happening Uh, Friday night? Friday, it will be July 29th. I have no idea. Okay, well, let me tell y'all, in case y'all didn't know, there's a little thing happening Friday night called the Mega Millions jackpot. Oh! The Mega Billion jackpot, since nobody has won it, right? It's now up to a billion dollars. This could be when AK and Skins uh, become a million billionaires? It could be, uh, although I forgot to buy a ticket today. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I'm just not I'm not a big gambler. I'm not either. And, you know, I, I, I almost never buy lottery tickets when I do. It's for something like this, when it's the Powerball or it's the mega whatever, when it's when there's literally zero chance of winning. But it's just fun. It's just something to think about. And so I actually put it on the socials today. Like, what would you guys do if you actually won it? Um, first of all, I can tell you what I would not do. I wouldn't tell anybody. That is the worst thing you can do. I have so, always believed that. Now there are some states to where you're required. I'm not. I don't know the Mega Millions. Is that like the Powerball is multi states? Is the Mega Millions California I only? Multi Millions is California. I think in California you can have an agent accept the money for you. You don't have to be outed. I believe in the state of Florida, you have to eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. By the way, if you want to tell us what you would do, um, if you, if you won. I think in the state of Florida, you have to go public. And in fact, they require that you show up on camera, the big ceremony where you accept the check. That actually surprises me for Florida. Yeah. And, and I tell you why I have a problem with it, because, you know, um, particularly with a crime wave we've got going on right now, you, you really put, you a, put tar- a target on your back. You put a target on, on people's backs for, of all kinds of, of, um, grifters and con men and family members, people pretending that they're family members. It's just, it's not safe for people to be I in agree. that position. I think that, uh, so no, I would not want anybody to publicly know. Well, here's how you would know. I just wouldn't show up the next day to do the show. It'd be like, hey, Kay, you ready to show prep? <laughs> what show? No, I would tell you. I would tell you. I have, I have some peeps that I would share with. But I wouldn't make it public. And you'd have to sign a non-disclosure agreement with me that you wouldn't tell anybody where you got the money. Or you'd have, to pay, you or you'd have to pay it back. That's what I would do. You know, I believe in being generous. Of course, I would give, uh, I would tithe, you know, the appropriate portion. 
Um, I believe in being generous and giving back. Um, but I also think Gotta that, safe. well, and, and also if you've ever seen uh, any of these shows about what happens to uh, many, most lottery winners and most lottery winners don't win a billion dollars, by the way. No, Cause usually it's split up. Yeah. And, and most lottery winners don't win. Um, they, they win a large amount, but it's not so much that it's not easily overspent. They give away and they buy too much and they, most lottery winners end up more broke than they were before they won the lottery because they don't know how to manage I've the money. Seen stories on that, yeah. And then also because they get preyed upon by family. And then you know what ends up happening? I think you actually protect relationships when you don't tell people because everybody's expecting you to give it away. People don't expect if you make the money, you know, in your job or your career or you or you create invent an item, nope, they don't, don't ex- they don't ask, but yet if you you get it in the lottery, everybody's got their hand out. And no matter what you give them, especially if you win a huge amount, it's not enough. It's never going to be enough and they're never going to be happy with you. And so or, it destroys or relationships. You give them an amount and you give somebody else that they know more than them. Right. Oh yeah. And and they're going to be looking. They're going to be looking like, "Okay, cousin over here got is driving a Porsche." Okay, this this sister over here is driving a Toyota. Somebody got more out of, out of the winnings than somebody else. Yeah, they're for sure going to be. You know that like, stuff goes on. Yeah. Oh, of course it does. And then, or you tell them you're here's here's how much everybody's going to get, and then they go and spend it, and then they come back for more. And then if you don't give it, then so you know that's that's my take. Um, I love to fantasize about what yeah, I. Would I'm like do. you. I hardly ever ever play. Yeah, and then when I do, I forget to check the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody claimed it. Well, you know, part of my theory, too, is, you know, I always go uh, like to one or two of the same convenience stores to buy the ticket. So, you know, and they get and they get a winning. So they get they get part of the prize. They get a prize themselves if they're a store that sells the winning ticket. So I always you know, I always hear if, if somebody in San Diego wins a lottery, you're going to hear which store they bought it from. They go, oh, a winning ticket was sold at the at the gas station down in National City. Right. So I, if I buy a ticket, I'll know that there was, I'll know to check my numbers when I hear that the winner was at the store I bought the ticket. Haven't they done it in the past too, where I, I swear I've seen it like news stories where they've interviewed the, 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 the winner of, the, I don't know if Powerball or Mega Millions. Oh, that was the last thing I would want. Oh, being interviewed? Being interviewed. Oh, I wouldn't interview. No, I wouldn't give an interview. I would pretend I didn't speak English or something. I would like I try to I try to trot out my old French, <laughs> which nobody would believe. <laughs> um, now speaking of winning, we are going to be giving away a pair of tickets at the bottom half of the hour. All right, so stay tuned. We're going to give the number out and we're going to take the fifth caller and give away a pair of tickets. It's our last pair of tickets for this. Uh, you got to be Saturday. quick. You're going to have to be quick. This is our last uh, set of tickets for the Faith and Family Night. All right. Um, speaking of loser, we're talking winning. Let's talk about losers. Uh, Biden? Who are the losers of today? The losers of today are the alleged ladies of The View. I'm loving this story so much. <laughs> you can tell, too, from the clip, they did not want to do this oh, apology. Oh, man. Whoopee. And the ladies stepped in some whoopie pies. I wanted Whoopi to be the one to, oh, to apologize. Oh, they were running their mouths, falsely accusing Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA student event in Florida of being not just a part of the Republican Party, but neo-Nazis. Because some neo-Nazis and some bad guys, Antifa showed up 
And then they got run off by Turning Point officials. And then in comes, after Antifa got run off, then here comes all the, the Nazis with their flags, all meant for the purpose of the low-information ladies, uh, the types of the low-information ladies on The View, to take the bait and start spreading the lies that Turning Point USA is a Nazi organization and a Nazi event. But here's what's particularly despicable about that. That event was primarily students like high school age. High school age. And people know they're there. People know they're there. Those the the other high the other high school students that go to school with these people probably know they're there, especially the ones that we're interviewing, because they probably have a chapter at their high school. They're struggling enough, having to be courageous enough to go up against the crowd to go to a turning point event, and then they got these ha- ladies falsely accusing them of being neo Nazis. So the Turning Point USA attorneys fired off a letter, a cease and desist letter, uh, that said this. The false statements of fact intentionally made during the View's July 25th segment were unquestionably harmful to TPUSA's reputation and brought the organization and its student affiliates into disrepute with the public, potential donors, and current and future business partners, posing a significant financial loss to the organization. Exactly. Which is why they say this crap. Which is why they allege these these allegations. Uh TPUSA tweeted on Tuesday, yesterday, The View and Whoopi Goldberg smeared and lied about TPUSA regarding an incident where supposed Nazis showed up outside the Student Action Summit. The host of The View asserted uh, that the summit that took place last weekend was a page from WWE and that they were officially tied um, to the Republican Party. Um and let me quote Joy Behar. Neo-Nazis were out there in front of the conference with anti-Semitic slurs and, uh, uh, you know, the Nazi swastika and a picture of a so-called Jewish person with exaggerated features, just like Goebbels did during the Third Reich. It's the same thing right out of the same playbook. Turning Point USA tweeted out, after a group of Antifa and left-wing protesters showed up, predicted predictably to protest our event they eventually dispersed the minutes later these nazis appeared who are these people we have no idea and apparently abc and other news media outlets aren't curious enough to find out so uh, tpusa's in-house counsel veronica peterson said in the cease and desist later letter the views host intentionally and falsely associated tpusa with neo-nazi protesters outside the event placing tps tpusa in denigrating and in and false light and negatively impacting its public perception such action will not be tolerated um, they demanded a retraction and apology and quote, should ABC decide not to comply with the demands above TPUSA is prepared to promptly take all steps necessary to protect its rights, including pursuing all available legal remedies, seeking monetary and non-monetary damages, injunctive relief and attorney's fees and cost. Well, Whoopi ain't wanting to be partying, and neither are the producers of The View wanting to be partying with some money out of their pocketbook, okay? I believe Whoopi's already still in the middle of uh, uh, defending herself against, Nicola, uh, not Nicholas Sandman, but um, Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse. So the last thing Whoopi needs to do is to be uh, on the receiving end of another lawsuit. I think she she's not particularly bright, but I think she can spell defamation. So here's what happened today. Uh, in terms of what what we used to call in corporate America, here is the ladies of the View chewing a pine cone. Clip six. 
Well, on Monday, we talked about the fact that there were openly neo-Nazi demonstrators outside the Florida Student Action Summit of the Turning Point USA group. We want to make clear that these demonstra demonstrators were gathered outside the event and that they were not invited or endorsed by Turning Point USA. A Turning Point USA spokesman said the group quote, 100% condemns those ideologies and said Turning Point USA security tried to remove the neo-Nazis from the area but could not because they were on public property. Also, Turning Point USA wanted to clarify, wanted us to clarify that this was a Turning Point USA summit and not a Republican Party event. So we apologize for anything we said that may have been unclear on these points. No, it wasn't unclear. You were very clear in your false allegations. In fact, that alone I wouldn't accept this apology. And from what I understand and watching Charlie, Charlie Kirk today and listening to his show, which you can hear every night on the radio station. I heard it. I heard it live earlier today. I heard him talking about it. Uh, they are still con they are uh, a team of attorneys looking defamation uh, to Good, whether or not to follow suit. sincere. Well, of course it's not. And they're trying to act as though they're cleaning up some vague language. No, there was nothing vague. You heard that you were, I quoted Joy Behar here. They literally called them. Neo Nazis is what they did and compared them to the Third Reich. It was very clear what they said. Um, defamation is not an easy thing to um, to litigate. Yeah, just like the Amber Heard trial. We we all learned a lot. One of, that's one of the great. See, that's one of the great things about it that really Amber is. Heard trial. The Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. So many people were like, oh, I don't care about them. They're celebrities. It was the most amazing education of our legal system, particularly a civil case like defamation, you got to really understand. It was like it was like going to law school in some ways, um, because of what you got to learn about about how courts work, how trials work, how litigation works, how evidence works, hearsay, what you can include, what you can't, the entire trial process. What are what does it mean to prove what is defamation and how do you prove it? <clears throat> and it is not easy. And Johnny Depp proved that. Uh, yeah, Johnny Depp managed to prove it, um, but it took a lot of millions of dollars, and it took not just the brilliant case of his attorneys, but it also took the horrible legal work on the on Amber Heard's side, as well as her lies on the stand. So that combination is what made Johnny Depp uh, the winner. Um, it, it it's it's tough because you have to prove that. You have to you have to prove three elements, and I remember studying this in my pre law days. You have to prove that what somebody communicated um, was untrue. You have to prove that they specifically communicated it to a third party for the purpose of causing damage, and that they um, that so you have to prove malice that they that they knew it was false, that it was false, that they knew it was false and communicated it to a third party for the purpose of causing damage. And then you have to prove that there was damage. I don't know. They can they can prove it was false. They they can. I, I don't know if they can prove that they knew it was false because the ladies of the view didn't do their due diligence. They They didn't even bother to investigate. I think, like you said earlier, I think they, they just took the bait. They took the bait. And, and at this point, I don't know how TPUSA um, proves damages at this point. So it's a difficult thing to do. Um, so, um, but I, I think what I would, but you can also make the argument that if we are going to win this country, 
we've got to be willing to fight as hard as the left. And one of the tactics of the left has been to use our court system against us, to use our court system for power. Look at the look at the civil case that was done here in California, where they decided that they wanted to... Um, the Marxist idea is that you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Everybody should have a roof over their head and you don't have a right to own a home if somebody else doesn't have a right to own a home. So they decided that they were going to place some squatters inside of an empty home and force a lawsuit. And a judge decided to take it up. And that was a way to force into the court system the idea that these homeless people have a right to have a roof over their head. And that that home is sitting empty. These homeless people had a right to it. And the very fact that the court heard the case was scary to me. That's the left's use of our court system for power. And they know that it's death by a thousand cuts. They push and they push and they push. Why do we do the same? I would encourage, and this may not sound like the appropriate thing to do because I'm not a litigious person, but I think that we need to start filing some lawsuits against some people, even if we're not sure we can win it. Because that's how you that's how you shut people up. We had a chance to cancel Whoopi Goldberg and we didn't follow through on it. No, we don't want to be like the Sean Hannity. We don't want to be like the left. They might try to cancel us. No, we're going to be bygones. No, we needed to take that woman out. Well, that's why we're at where we're at culturally. And one of the things and and what she had said was anti-Semitic. So here they are. Here's Whoopi Goldberg falsely accusing some students in Florida of being anti-Semitic when the reason why she was under some crosshairs recently of cancel culture was her anti-Semitic comments against Jewish people. So I would just uh, they're looking at it and I say, you know what, fight some fire with some fire and fire lawsuit. And then maybe maybe Whoopi Goldberg will finally retire and, and, and go away. Uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to talk. Uh, we got to talk some some economics. Financial thought doctor had to reschedule to tomorrow night. But we still have some breaking news to share with you guys on that. And then later on, we got a pair of tickets for you guys to the Padres game for this Saturday for free. So stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Okay, so um, the left is still trying to tell you that everything's great. They're trying. Mayorkas came out and said, oh, the border's secure. Nothing to see here. Secure border, great economy. Yeah, we got we got a secure border. Uh, it's more secure than ever. That election was the most fair, free and fair election we've ever had in the United States of America. Um, you know, recession? There, the, the definition of a recession is paying $6 a gallon of gas. Everything's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, everything's absolutely fantastic. The big crisis we got today, according to Joe Biden, is the number of COVID cases. Let me read you the headlines on a judge report today, and then we'll tell you what the feds did. Um, World's biggest consumer names announced soaring price increases. Inflation hits bodega favorite, bacon, egg, and cheese. Pending home sales have fallen in June by 20%. Um, Boise boomed. Now it's cooling off. Facebook first ever revenue job uh, uh, drop. Um, consumer to confidence is back down to, I think, 1983 levels. Right. I mean, things are grim. Things are absolutely grim. And they and, flat out lie. And they flat out lie. They've been trying to play play games with us with playing word games with with what what the definition of is is and trying to blame Putin for gas prices um and 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 it's absolutely not going to work 
right? Because the American people, it doesn't matter what your definitions are. They know what we feel. They know what we see happening in our country. They, we know what's going on. And we also know that it wasn't two years ago when things were really, really good in this country economically. But I want you to hear how stupid they think you are and how they are still trying to message this to the American people's skins. Please play clip five. All signs are that this is a strong economy and the probability of a recession within the next year is not particularly elevated. It's a strong economy and, and nothing about it suggests that it's that it's close to or vulnerable to a recession. I don't expect a recession. No, no one is predicting a recession now. We are not expecting that we are already in the recession. In fact, the guts and the bones of this economy remain strong. <laughs> These are not the marks of an economy in recession. Right now, we don't see a recession. Right now, that is not, we're not in a recession right now. This is not an economy that's in recession. Not only is a recession not inevitable, but I think that a lot of people are underestimating those strengths and the resilience of the American economy. We have a strong labor market, which you don't normally see in a recession. A recession is broad-based weakness in the economy. We're not seeing that now. In your view, is a recession in the United States inevitable? No. What did I just read to you people on uh, on top of Drudge? Every housing is always the leading economic indicator. Housing is always the number one leading economic indicator. And you want to know why? Because because first of all, the far reaching areas of our lives and jobs that are involved in housing, right, from the people involved to selling it, to buying it, to mortgages, to um, materials, um, it, it, there's so many facets of our economy and our industry that's impacted by the housing market and housing sales. Uh, how did it read? Pending home sales have fallen 20 percent, 20 percent. We know that we have inflate inflation at more than the highest in over 40 years. We know the consumer price index. They're calling it 9.1 percent, but they're not including gas and food in the consumer price index. Every economic indicator is that we are receding what do you call a 20 percent drop recession and they're lying to us and calling us stupid and then on top of it even and on top of it um even elizabeth warren today was upset that the fed raised raised uh, the, the rates because she the fed raised the rates 0.75 percent today almost 1%. And she was upset because you know what that's going to do is it's going to force a recession. Because what happens is when people have less money to spend, they stop spending. And they're going to have less money to spend because we already had a report that more than 50% of Americans are, are increasing in debt, which means now their credit card payments are higher. If they can't, if they go to buy a home, that's going to affect their ability to buy a home. Because it's already tight. The prices were already high. Mortgage rates are going to go up. Yeah. Oh, guess I guess you could look at it as though the good news, our prices are going to go down. But the prices need to go down um, naturally because we've got increased supply as we increase um, productivity in this country, as we increase technological innovation, as we increase manufacturing, as we expand the job market. We're, uh, the job market hasn't expanded. Half the people that lost their job or had their job taken away from them from COVID just left the job market, right? And those that and and the the, the what they're counting is new jobs are people that just went back to work. And revenue, I heard today an economist, revenue has been flattening now for months while prices are increasing. There's not one thing accurate about what they're saying. So I don't see I I don't see it as a win. 
that prices are going to come down because it's coming at another expense. And that is everybody having to pay a higher interest rate. So not really good news there on the economic front. But we do get to end the segment on some good news because we get to give away a pair of tickets to the Padres game, Faith and Family Night, this Saturday, July uh, July 30th. Uh, Padres is going to be playing the Minnesota Twins. It'll be a phenomenal way for you guys to get outside. We can't cover everything for that night. We can't buy you peanuts, but we can give you a pair of tickets to go to the game. Here's all you got to do. Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Be the fifth caller to call in, and we're going to give you a pair of tickets. So call now, 888-344-1170. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. You know what? I just feel like we got to take a little turn here and share with you guys a sweet story. Um, you know I'm a recovering NFL addict, right? And um, I remember Jim Harbaugh, I believe when he was a coach for uh, San Francisco, which was always a nemesis to my New Orleans Saints. Um, I, I didn't particularly like him as a coach. I mean, he came across to me and what I heard about him as a coach was that he was just really like, you know, kind of a jerk. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Um, I could have the, he's got a brother. I could have the wrong Harbaugh. But I think I remember him um, hitting another coach pretty hard on the back in a kind of um, passive aggressive when he lost a game, like he was supposedly congratulating the other coach. Um, But it just really looked aggressive. And I just never had a good impression of Jim Harbaugh from my NFL uh, obsessed days. And but in in recent in in the past couple of weeks and then I stopped watching the NFL altogether and stopped paying any attention to it whatsoever. He ended up going to coach uh, Michigan football, which I guess is a very big uh, college football program. And he caught he, he caught my attention last week or so when he made some remarks that got him into some hot water. But I didn't talk about it at the time. Um, he was speaking at actually at an anti-abortion event last week, and he was actually the guest speaker. I had no idea. Never heard any, you know, and he was actually an NFL coach at the time where there was all this kneeling going on. He was an NFL coach, and yet his politics, I never got a sense of what it was. Um, so it really came as, as a surprise to me that he was so bold in the pro-life movement, and he caught some heat um, from, um, I remember from a week or so ago, he got some heat for the fact that he uh, made some pro-life comments. Well, it's even bigger than that. Get this, Skins. Um, do you remember, uh, Skins, uh, uh, you're not really an NFL guy. Jim not Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Um, I know the name. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, he and his brother were big coaches. Well, he was speaking, I guess, keynote speaker at a pro-life event. And here's what he said. He actually, um, he, he was there with his wife. And he told the audience uh, why he's pro-life. He said, in God's plan, each unborn human truly has a future filled with potential, talent, dreams, and love. He says, I have living proof in my family, my children, and the many thousands that I've coached that the unborn are amazing gifts from God to make this world a better place. To me, the right choice is to have the courage to let the unborn be born. He went on to say... um, uh, it, it, during an interview, then I guess I guess this big announcement was not actually at the pro life event. Um, he caught some heat for speaking at the pro life event, and then in an interview with ESPN, he basically said 
that um, he's told, he says, I've told the same thing that I, I, I've told them, his, his players, the same thing I tell my kids, boys, the girls, same thing I tell our players, our staff members. I encourage them that if they have a pregnancy that wasn't planned to go through with it, go through with it, let the unborn child be born. And if at that time you don't feel like you can care for it, you don't have the means or the wherewithal, then Sarah and I will take the baby. Amen. Wow. We need more of that in the pro-life movement. Exactly. That is so spot on. Yeah, because we do have lots of people in the pro-life movement that advocate for life, but they're not willing to step up and actually help in the moment. And I do think that we need to help in a variety of different ways. We need to, we need to, uh, you know, if you've got the means we had, I don't know if you remember, we had um, Missy who's um, um, from Duck Dynasty. She's married to Jace, right? And we had her on the show. She wrote a children. She wrote a children's book about a week after she was on the show here with her children's book. Uh, she and Jace, I don't know the circumstances, but somehow they came the, a, a, a child. Um, I don't want to say unwanted child, but a gal gave birth to a baby that she wanted to put up for adoption or she couldn't care for. And they took in that child. That's awesome. They took in that child. These are people That's that what needs to be touted over right. and over again by the pro-life movement. Yes. And and we need to celebrate those couples that are willing to do that, willing to put their money where their mouth is and their time. Because Missy's not a young gal. I mean, she's probably 50, maybe. I mean, she's and it's no easy task. No, no. I mean, she she and Jace are probably around the age of 50. And let me tell you. You're not having babies naturally at the age of 50 because you ain't got the energy. You know, the Lord, the Lord makes it possible for a woman to naturally give birth without a whole lot of intervention in her 20s and her 30s. There's a reason why your eggs start dying off in late 30s, because I just, you know, my point being had tip to her at this point in her life where they have the means, they're they're empty nesters. They could just be living out their lives. She and, and Jace. Um, what's the last? What's their? What's their? Their the family name? I can't remember. But yeah, it makes my heart happy to, to to hear about that because the tout the pro life movement is one thing, but to step up and and to be a part of making sure that those babies are taken care of that's another thing. Right. And if you and if you and if you don't have it on your heart to take in a, a baby, that then you know if you've got the means to help financially, or maybe you can There's support. Lots of ways. Lots of ways you can help. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's trying to get pregnancy care centers taken, uh, re- literally removed around the country. Think about that. Think about that. Think about you're so threatened. You're so determined that you want to kill a preborn, the unborn children, that you want to remove any, any opportunity for help and assistance to a young woman who might want to keep her child or at least know that the options are there for her, that you want options removed. And a lot of those pregnancy care centers, Andrea, you know, they offer those ultrasound services. And when a woman sees that ultrasound, not all the time, but a lot of the time, it changes their indecision to have the baby. Right, because at the time Roe v. Wade and, and uh, was signed into law, we didn't have the technology we have now. So the idea of her body, her choice resonated with women who had no idea what was going on inside their uterus up to a certain point. Um, you know when it gets to late-term abortion that you're murdering a, a, a human being. There's no way around that. 
Um, but, you know, a, a gal six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks pregnant, she's told it's just a little clump of cells and it's not a human. Um, or even, in, or it, you know, there's various stages that the, there's a reason why the left has tried to remove the ultrasound um, from clinics and to deny that uh, from women. Um, do we have? Did we, we have? Do a win- we have a winner? And you know this winner. We oh. have Ramana on the phone. <gasps> Ramana, she won the tickets. She won the tickets, and she's got something very nice to say about you. Oh, fantastic! Well, I love that. I Hi. love a winner and a co- and a compliment. Hello, Ramana. Hi. Good evening, Andrea. I, I was in and out of my car, and I always uh, have you and Potato Skins with me doing my things with my kids. And I had to call in. I'm fortunate to have won these tickets on this special night. And at the beginning of the show, you had mentioned how you're not um, you're you're not dramatic like our our quote unquote friends on the View. But I, I view you as a passionate, sincere, and you're not a drama queen. So I absolutely agree with you. And we're so grateful that we have like minded people in this town speaking the truth about many many things that are just causing our nation to decay. And you're highlighting them. And thanks to both of you, people are becoming more aware of the truth. Well, thank you so much, Romana. And I, I swear we didn't pay her and we didn't we didn't offer her the tickets <laughs> to have her no. say that. <laughs> Romana, I, I, you know what? He, can you do me a favor? Can you call us after the game and let us know that you had a good time and maybe share 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 something fun from the game? I certainly will. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. I'll bring my daughter. I'll bring my daughter, Ava. Thanks to both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Ramana. Take good care. We appreciate you. Love it when good people win. I know. Isn't she awesome? Love that. Um, Okay. Um, And loving Harbaugh. He's my, it's Wednesday, but so far, Jim Harbaugh is. For me right now, that's hands down. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for, um, and, and of course, you know, I, I didn't hear the ESPN interview that he did, but they probably their jaws probably hit the floor because that's sure one of did. that's one of the arguments that the left likes to use, right, against the pro life movement. Well, you know, there there's nobody. You, you know, how come you're not stepping up to help with Guess the babies? What? Well, here he here is. we are, and we need a lot more of that. We really do. All right, we're going to take a break. Our final break for tonight's Wednesday Hump Day. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. I've got uh, some um, information to share with you guys in follow up to the story that we did about the ID cards for illegal aliens coming across the border. I probably should have flipped and done the border thing first and ended the show with that great Jim Harbaugh. But I had to take a little bit of a break and get into something positive for just uno momento. But stay tuned. We've got some information you need to know on the other side of this break. This is the Andrea K Show on AIM eleven seventy. The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, finishing up Hour 2 and Hump Day. Okay, so everybody's been reporting on this supposed new ID program for illegal aliens. It's going to be some um, ID card that's going to, um, for the purpose of... Um, uh, they're called the... The name of the program has to do with um, alternatives to detention. So um, they have a group of illegal aliens that are uh, that are part of. Um, they've got the illegal aliens that they hold in detention. Then they've got the ones that they say that they need to. Um, basically, it's catch and release. It's a clever way of saying catch and release. That these are the illegals that need to be given an, an alternative to detention. And so since they need an alternative to detention, we've got to have a way to communicate with them, right? This is the way they try to puff it up and act like it's a good idea. So we got to have an ID card for them just to make sure that they know when their court date is, right? Although we're not stupid. We know that it's a pathway to um, taxpayer money in the form of health care, housing, et cetera, as well as ultimately a pathway to vote. 
what I did some research on and found out, though, is this this is not new that the alternative to detention program has actually been around. It's the it's called the ISAP program. It actually has been around since 2004. And of the 364,062 enrolled, over 21,000 agents of aliens enrolled in ISAP have been subsequently convicted or charged for a criminal act. Um, these uh, in fiscal year 2019 of the 88,280 enrolled in the program, 912 had pending charges during their enrollment and 227 had convictions. So we've got these criminals roaming around the country committing all kinds of crimes, right? This is this is like how Kate Steinle died. So we've got people under a program called alternatives to detention that should be detained because they're criminals. That's one thing to note. And as this report said, quote, these crimes have created victims and all victimization indicated here would not have occurred had the alien remained in detention. In addition, in fiscal year uh, 19, this is during the Trump administration, nearly 90 percent of this uh, of the uh, immigration life cycle group uh, absconded. So basically. Of those in the alternative to detention program, under the guise of the fact that we're going to have a way to communicate with them, we can trust that they're going to show up for their court date, 85% of them absconded and did not show up to their court date. And this was at a time in which there was still means for them to communicate via email. Um, These were people that were um, not detained, but maybe they were given an ankle bracelet. And still, regardless of the fact that they were supposed to be monitored, there were means to monitor, just a different means to monitor than this new ID card. Um, 90% of them never showed up. They cut off the ankle bracelet, never responded to emails. So this is not a plan that has worked in the past. In fact, according to this Fox News, I think this was came from Fox News, it not only has not worked, it's not only grown in terms of the number of illegal aliens that should have been detained, that were not detained, that were given alternatives to detention, who then went on and committed crimes, many of them did. In fact, really, the only ones that they made, they, they either absconded, the only ones they actually ended up apprehending were the ones that committed crimes. You follow? And this program that started, it actually started costing $10 million. Now, all these years later, it started in 2004, all these years later, it's now costing over $285 million. And that was before the new ID program. So we got a program here called Alternatives to Detention that started in 2004, not now with this new ID card. 90% of those that were put into this program of Alternatives to Detention absconded and didn't show up. The rest were criminals that got arrested and vi- and in the process victimized Americans. Some of which were probably the angel families that you met when Trump was running for office, like the father whose daughter was left burned, uh, 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 was burned alive and, and, and dumped into a cornfield, or the uh, father of two teenagers, uh, of one teenager and her girlfriend who were dismembered by MS-13 gang members. This is what's going on. The numbers are only getting worse. Only getting worse. Uh, I, it, there, it's now reached over 500,000 illegal aliens that have come into this country that were known getaways. So you got the millions in this country or the, the many, many thousands that were part of the alternatives to detention who never showed up. You got the getaways. And then you got the ones that they finally do round up. But oops, only after they've victimized 
and committed crimes against Americans. This is what's going on in this country. So, yeah, I applaud Trump um, for um, for coming down the escalators in 2015 and saying we got to build a wall. We got to seal. We got to seal this border. He's continuing to to understand um, the crisis. I I found uh, Breitbart has an article out of the 42 very specific items that Trump mentioned in his speech. And I'm going to do a deep dive into that. I got some emails from people that were like my, like uh, one gal who emails at me every day. And she's like, Andrea, I'm going to give you a pass on your criticisms <laughs> last night of Trump in your speech, because I think she agreed with Paul that it was a little, who called in last night, that it was a little premature uh, to be criticizing him in terms of some of his, some of his specific, yeah, and and so did so did Alice, and I think at this point, I think that Trump is going to be the nominee unless they get him indicted, and that's the game plan. Merrick Garland, yeah, Merrick Garland uh, was asked by Lester Holt in an interview whether or not uh, he was going to, whether or not he was going to, was he prepared to prosecute a former president of the United States. And he said that he was prepared to prosecute. I think we're going to save the clips for tomorrow. And I think we're going to get into what I think might be at play. Do I think that there might be some indictments? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I'm going to share some reasoning on that. Um, now, we were pre, uh, pre-show prepping, Andrea, um, and, I, and I'd let, like to talk to somebody. I don't know if he's indicted but not convicted, if he can still run. Well, that's one of the reasons why I think I want to hold off, because I think there's some I think there's some various scenarios at play, and I think there's different options that the left is weighing, and I think that, I, I think that they might be really preparing to indict. I think that this FBI whistleblower situation that Chuck Grassley has brought to the forefront might play into that and have an effect on it. But I want to know, legally, we might reach out to Tom DeBacaro to see the answer to whether or not Trump can still run for office if they indict. So I think we'll save that topic for tomorrow night and maybe spend some time on it. Maybe we'll try to bring Julie Kelly in on that. But back to the border briefly. One of the things that Trump has has talked about from going back to 2015, coming down the escalators, is the crime wave in terms of drugs. Some new stats coming out of the border that I found out today. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death. Here's Joe Biden coming out today saying we got a COVID crisis. They're also now wanting to come out, partner with the World Health Organization on monkeypox. Oh, we got an emergency there. Here's an, here's an emergency that's causing deaths. Fentanyl is now the leading cause of deaths for those between the ages of 18 and 34. Since January of 2021, there has been 16,000 pounds of fentanyl that has been that has come in across our border. The tiniest we I think we did we not have a cop here in San Diego who was cleaning up a crime a crime scene recently with gloves and with gloves she touched a tiny piece of fentanyl and died. 16,000 pounds have come across the border since Joe Biden took office. This is the real crisis that we've got this killing young people in this country. This is it. Um so I don't think we've reached out to I don't think we've reached out to Border Patrol here in San Diego to have them talk. We're not hearing a huge amount. I think what's happening in terms of fentanyl deaths here in San Diego. I think that uh, I think that what's happening is I think that the Democrats, what they've done is as they've spread the illegals around the country, they've also spread the fentanyl around the country through the illegals. 
because the there was a sheriff out of Boise, Idaho today who said we are on the, quote, cusp of collapse here in Idaho because of the invasion across the border and bringing fentanyl into Idaho. I think it's very strategic in terms of what's going on with the, with the illegal Im- immigrant redistribution around the country as well as their fentanyl. Hey, thanks to you guys for being with me tonight. Love you all. Appreciate you. We're going to be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Congratulations, Romana, on winning the tickets to the Padres. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.